How do you become a better musician? What a stupid question to ask. <laughs> um, but I'm going to tackle that question because I feel like it. Because that's content right there. How do you become a better musician? What's a musician? What's better? And what's how? And how's how? No, but seriously, I have a, a bunch of stuff that... Um, Bunch of stuff that I put together over the years that have helped me become uh, become a, bu a, a better musician. Jesus Christ, that was hard to say, wasn't it? Um, yeah, we're gonna do that today. It's gonna be awesome. Oh, now the intro right there. Welcome to Pat Flanagan's Jam Space, ladies and gen and, and gentlemen. Wow, already struggling struggling with my English. I'm gonna slow down. Um, I think I know what the problem is. The problem with I mean with my um, speech. First of all, in French-Canadian, in case you didn't know that, but um, the other problem is that I speak too fast. Because when I make videos, I talk fast. Because I want to cram a lot of information into the shortest amount of time possible. And I just made my first Q&A video. Holy shit, a Q&A video, Patrick? Yes. Yes. Two people were kind enough to ask me questions. One of whom is Nick Burt, Mokalius. But um, yeah, so two people asked me questions because, um, so to go back, in case you didn't know, my uh, YouTube channel finally surpassed a thousand subs. So I made a little quick thank you video and I also said um, anybody who wants to ask me questions or anything like that we'll make a um we'll make a we'll start a Q&A and so one guy Mark Burnell Purnell Mark Purnell was nice enough to ask me why I started my YouTube channel so I went on for fucking 10 minutes I'm gonna have to edit some of that out and then Nick asked me uh can you make more podcasts and I'm like Nick bro I'm making all these podcasts and I've been making them like steadily almost every week since December. And dude, I make them for you, man. You're the only guy who listens to, I might as well just talk to you. Je pourrais switcher en français puis dire, yo Nick, comment ça va? C'est le Nick Burke, c'est le Pat Flanagan's Jam Space exclusive for Nick Burke podcast. Juste pour toi. And, um, yeah, it's pretty much you're the only guy who listens to this stuff. So I'm um, I'm disappointed that you didn't know that I've been making episodes steadily uh, since December. And I always have you in the back of my mind when uh, when I make these episodes. I mean, uh, I know that you, you, know, you probably don't care for the actual content itself, uh, but I'm sure that you appreciate um, that I'm doing it. And you're quite supportive for listening to this podcast. And I highly appreciate it. You're, you're a hell of a bro, dude. Love you, man. Uh, anyway, so... So I made a Q&A video and I talk really fast in my videos because first of all, I, I usually watch, um, I usually watch YouTube at least at 1.5x, sometimes at two. So I fucking, whenever I'm like, okay, YouTube, blah, 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 talk super fast, but um, also because I want to cram in as much info in as little time as possible. There's nothing I hate more than a YouTube video that goes like, hey, everybody, welcome to today's video. I'm like, 2x right away. Anyway. So, um, but the podcast is different. It's long form. It's good. You know, you can take your time. And if I take my time, my pronunciation will be better. Uh, let me open my bottle of sparkling water, which will probably volcano all and spill everywhere. Um, so yeah, super stoked about uh, the YouTube channel. That that happened. I'm really stoked. Can't say as much about the uh, Pat Flanagan's Jam Space YouTube channel. Has uh, four views and one subscriber. But um, but it's a podcast. I mean, not everybody wants to watch a guy talk for an hour. And I understand that. The podcast itself is not bad, though. Um, getting considerable listens. And, you know, I enjoy doing it. So... <clears throat> Um, again, old, old, sound like a broken record, but I 
made a video about this subject the other day, and I figured I would tackle the podcast form. I know that I'm not doing what I said I was going to do, where I was going to do podcast first, brainstorming, and then polish that into a video. But um, Friday afternoon, I came here and I was like, I wrote the script and I made the video, and now I'm just catching up by making the podcast. Okay, um, so my intention with this, let me lounge a little bit. There we go. My intention for this pot, for this um, subject is not like, how can I put this? Becoming a better musician is really large and you're sort of never done. You're never done as a musician because um, you can't be the best. And what's better anyway? Like better what, you know? Um, and I had this in mind when I wrote this. It's not like faster. It's not like, how can I play faster, louder? How can I be the, the I don't know, the most, the highest paid, the most paid, the most followed, the most whatever. How can I win Grammys? Because, heck, I don't fucking know how to do that. No, it's, um, it's like more sort of conceptual things. How to, um, I don't know how to put it otherwise, just how to become better. It'll, these things will just help you, in my humble opinion, to become better. Um, so I think those have, wait, I just got a text message. Let me, ch let me check my phone. Okay. Um, so sorry, I forgot to put my phone on. Do not disturb, uh, which I should probably do. Anyway, um, I was saying, yeah, these things, I think, so first of all, these things helped me become a better musician in general, and I think they will help you. So, um, Here's a few things I'm not going to talk about. Um, before I do that, I, I will address my text messages. I'll put my phone on Do Not Disturb ad break. Nah, I'm not going to do that to you. So uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll uh, address my phone and, and all that stuff. I'm going to tell you what I'm not going to talk about real quick, um, which I pretty much did, but there's more stuff. And then I will tell you uh, all the things that I think will help you make you, uh, will help you make you a better musician. Wow, that sounds weird. Anyway. All right, sorry about that. It was just half a second for you, but a couple minutes for me. Okay, things I'm not going to talk about. Practicing, practicing's on you, man. It's on you. Um, if you want to practice more or less, whatever, uh, I don't think it necessarily changes how much better you're going to be. Um, and then it may be, I mean, doing it more and practicing more is going to make you better, but that's really not my approach with this podcast. Okay, going to school, go to music school. Uh, I think I addressed this in a podcast episode, definitely in a video, but in any case, going to music school, look, it's debatable. It's fine. It'll make you better. It, you'll learn a lot of things, but you, I don't think you need to to necessarily go to music school. And in any case, I don't feel like talking about that right now. Okay, getting gear. Gear is not going to make you better. More gear does not equal more better. Gear does not make the musician. I don't even want to talk about that. Okay, <clears throat> and starting young. Uh... Starting young, I mean, yeah, sure. If you start, if you start anything young, you'll be better by some point. But um, my uncle Paul was in his fifties when he started playing guitar, and um, he got better by uh, playing. <laughs> and, you know, he'd be better at fifty he, if he had started at twenty. But it doesn't make sense. Like, look, my grandfather was seventy something probably when he started painting. He was pretty fucking good by the time he uh, couldn't paint anymore. And like before he passed away, probably painted a hundred paintings or something. Some of them were pretty solid. So uh, like it doesn't make sense. Like I think it's it, it would be sort of kind of, of of a dumb thing to talk about if I said start young. Like what if what if um, a middle aged guy listens to this? He's like, well, I'm fucked, you know, or anything. So anyway, I'm not going to talk about that. Okay, let's talk about the things I'm actually going to talk about. Uh, the first one would be to get started. To start doing it. <laughs> uh, I didn't include that in the video because I cut it for time, 
but um, get started. Do it. Start doing it. You're never going to – it's, it's kind of dumb, but you're never going to get better if you don't do it. And, and it's almost like practicing, but <clears throat> if you want to get – and it applies to anything. This is like how to become a better at life. <laughs> Just do it and do it more. Um, if you want to get better at cooking, start cooking. Cook more. And the reason why I put that in, in here in my notes is because I know people. There are a lot of people I know who um, wish they could do things. And some of them are some of the things that I'm doing now. Like, you know, oh, man, I wish I, 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 I would love to start making YouTube videos or I'd love to start a podcast. I'm like, fucking do it. This whole set, this microphone, okay? This whole thing, the pop filter, the mic, the cable, the thing, that's 80 bucks on Amazon. Go ahead, boom, plug it in, you're done. And you don't even need that. You have, oh, it's right there. <laughs> I was looking for my phone. Uh, my phone is filming this fucking moron. Anyway, you don't need that. Just record a podcast with your phone. Use Anchor. And then you're done. You started a podcast or a YouTube channel. Everybody has this magic machine in their pocket. You can do any fucking thing. Nobody cares about the quality of your videos or the audio, a phone's good enough. Anyway, um, that's relating to making content, but like music is the same. And I'm guilty of this. I wish I were a better guitar player than I am. And the thing is I have to fucking practice and I don't. This is exactly what I said I wasn't going to say, but uh, get started means going from zero to one, not like practice more. The thing is like I... A good example is I don't know my um, my fretboard well enough. Like if you put your finger on one of the notes, one of the frets, and you're like, what's this? I'm like, chances are I might know, but I might go, uh, that, that would be an E flat. You know, and some guys fucking know either their, they, their cage system or their whatever technique they use or the, the entire fretboard. And it's not that hard, but it's just I never, I, I never like took the time to practice it and to start learning it. So I never got better at it. Anyway, it's a weird point, but it's, it's, I think it's important because I see it all the time and I'm guilty of it myself. Um, if you want to get better at something, start doing it, right? Does it make sense? Anyway, the other ones are better. I promise. <laughs> um, okay. How to be a better musician, really a better practitioner of your instrument, save everything, start recording what you're doing and save it. If you listen to last week's episode, uh, I think it was last week where I said, um, you should, uh, say you should record your band's rehearsals, right? Did I say that? Anyway, you should record your band rehearsals. Uh, it's the same uh, by yourself. And the analogy I like to use is photography. So, um, and I got that from uh, Peter McKinnon. He, they, they, there was a whole video that said, print your shots or whatever it said. But the concept behind it, the idea behind it was you should print the shots you take. So, you know, you take a shot, you print it, small scale, large scale, whatever, large format, whatever you want. And what's cool is that this, like, a printed shot is a, a photo's final form. Like, it's the ultimate form of a photo is the same way a video exists when it's, when it's been edited and some would argue posted on YouTube and seen by people. But, like, if you're a photographer and you never print any of your shots, it's like being a musician and never releasing anything. Now, you don't have to be... A recording artist you don't want to you don't have to want to be a recording artist like I take shots and I've never printed them and I record music that I never release uh, but there it just makes you better by recording and releasing is a whole other thing but um, and we'll, we'll go to that later but uh, recording what you do is a first step 
it's to take it even further. Imagine to use the same photography analogy. Even if like imagine you're a photographer and you never actually hit the shutter, right? You never go click. You just look at your camera. You've got all your settings dialed in, right? And like you, maybe you take the shot, but you don't have a memory card in your camera. So you see the shot for a second, but you never get to actually look at it or you never upload them to your computer and go like, oh, this is what I can do. Fuck the whole printing thing. That's for later. But like you look at, like if you don't look back and analyze your work in music, how do you get better? Fine. One could say like, well, I hear it when I'm doing it and whatever. Yes, that's one thing. If you're practicing scales or a song or whatever it is, or if you're writing or something, you, you can hear it in real time, but... You're in it and you're always thinking about what's next and not to fuck up and all that stuff. I'm telling you, record what you're doing. If you're writing, if you're practicing, man, if you're lear learning, I don't fucking know, smells like teen spirit, record yourself doing it and then look or listen to that. You'll, you'll be able to hear what's going on more because you're not concentrated on actually doing it. Now, for some people, it's even better because you'll be thrown off by the fact that you're recording. It's even worse if you add a click track. If it's your first time with a click track, you'll be like, holy fucking shit, a fucking click track. But you know now that you're not tight or maybe you're magically tight you're, or you're with the click track. And that's another whole learning, uh, not learning, but a whole other set of abilities like being friends with the metronome um, that, that you've learned at this point. So anyway, I think you should record your stuff. You should archive it. And, you know, you don't have to keep it forever, but you keep it for a while. You listen to it and then you get to pinpoint what you really need to work on. Yeah, just that's it. Like when you're a drummer, especially a drummer, can you see it? I fucking love that drum set. When you're a drummer, um, you should film yourself, man. It's one of the best things. I think filming is probably better than just recording yourself. Like take your iPhone, put it up and film yourself practicing drums, guitars, whatever, singing. And then you get to look at it, listen to it, but you get to see how you look when you're doing it. And for drums, it's especially important because there's technique involved. You can see how fucking weird you are when you move and whatever. Anyway. Uh, document your rehearsals, I guess would be the best thing. And if you play shows and all that stuff, document that too. That is so important. You get to see uh, what you look like when you play shows. And that was an eye opener for me. Like we, I played a bunch of shows as a kid and as a, you know, 20 something. And then the, the first show I ever filmed, I'm like, oh, fuck, that's what I look like. That's what we look like as a band too. Like you should film your shows and see what you look like as a band. Anyway, that'll make you better. Okay, sip of water if you don't mind, and then we can talk about, about number three. Number three is know when to stop. Some suspense right there. Um, know when to stop means to, it, this one's hard to explain. Knowing when to stop um, would kind of be like, don't, don't over-practice, don't overdo it, and know when to stop Think, like thinking or obsessing about something, whether it's a song, whether it's like a show, whether it's a lick or a chop or anything like that, uh, know when to stop and then take a break, whatever it is, practice something else or do something else and then go back to it a couple, a couple days later, a couple weeks later. And another great analogy <laughs> to this would be working out, for example. Like um, I don't work my back uh, three days in a row like you do you know, you work your back with whatever else and then, or like you do a full body workout and then the next day you do cardio or you do something else. And then a day after that, maybe you work on your back again. You give your time, you give yourself some time to, in, in, fuck, I shouldn't have had sparkling water. I'm burp, I'm burping. Uh, but no, in the, uh, so in, 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 you know, fitness and lifting weights, it just gives you a chance to heal 
And in music, it gives you a chance to internalize what you're practicing, sort of let it marinate. And it's so weird because it's, it's, it's true. Like it sounds kind of strange, but if you stop practicing something, you'll fucking get better at it. So you got to know when to stop. For example, there's a chop or like a whole thing in one of the new horse dog songs. A fucking whole thing on the drums that's like fucking 30 seconds long and it's all like and I fucking couldn't play it. And I played it, played it, played it, whatever. And then I, I tried and then I was like, fuck it, I'm done. It's my song, I'll fucking write something else, whatever, I don't care, put it down, did something else. And then I came back a week later, tried it and oh, magically, I have it. Maybe, I don't know, there could be a million different factors but I think that because I'd practice it a bunch and then my brain gets to internalize it a little bit, you let it marinate, whatever, then you come back to it and it's just that much better because you've practiced it, you give it some time to to bake, to cook, to internalize, to marinate, whatever the fuck you want to say, and then it just, it's better at this point. So that's why I have a whole point called, um, called uh, know when to stop because if you just keep practicing, practicing, you're you're overworking. It's not worth it. The same way you can overtrain at the gym, the same way you can, I don't know, fucking overcook. I don't know. <laughs> That's the only good analogy. You wouldn't overtrain at the gym. You give some. You get some time off to heal, to internalize for your muscles, to to heal, and to 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 become accustomed to to their new form or whatever. Fuck, I can't go into any kind of fitness advice or anything like that. I'm not qualified, but I just know that taking days off is good. Or like not taking days off, but uh, not overworking is good. And I think it's the same thing in music um, where if you, you just focus too much on one fucking thing, you won't get better. So you gotta know when to stop, you know? You know? Um, okay, here's the point where this uh, photography analogy really uh, hits home. Not hits home, but where it, it really works. Because my next point is to release stuff, okay? Uh, if you don't want to, fine, okay? Skip ahead. If you don't want to fucking release songs, then don't. I don't care. But if you do, why aren't you doing it? Release music. Who gives a shit? Who gives a shit if it's not your best song, if it's not finished, if it's not like, no, but I want to mix it better. I want to have it mastered. Yeah, but I want to save money to buy that mastering plugin to then master it to then and then install it. Nobody gives a shit. Just release it and move on. And it's kind of tied to know when to stop. Like, dude, sometimes I will overmix the shit out of a song where I'll, be, I'll spend like weeks tweaking it and then working on it, working on it. And then just fucking, no, it's not done. It's not done. Yes, it's fucking done. Just put it on iTunes, promote it a little bit. Nobody's going to give a fuck or some people are actually going to be fucking stoked about it. And there you go. It's perfect. It's done. Release material. Okay. It'll really help you. Um, first of all, uh, it'll, it'll help you finish things because again tied to the other point it's good to finish things and move on I, i'm uh, it's fucking analogy day today but imagine if you're a cook and you have to serve dinner and you're like yeah no but it could cook another like fucking 10 minutes you know 10 and then i'll reverse sear it you know and then then i'll add the pepper and then yeah but once i've done that i have to baste it no you fucking ruined your steak dude okay you could have finished 10 minutes ago your steak would have been fucking medium rare perfect <laughs> but so, same thing with songs man you don't need to over produce over record over mix overthink it you think fucking bob dylan overthought his thong say his thongs <laughs> you think bob dylan overthought his songs no man fucking all right put up the recorder that's that's my bob dylan effect. put up the recorder right there doesn't have a southern accent okay promise no more impressions so he's like just record the thing okay tapes rolling fine did the song twice good enough boom release it single right there 
like the, the problem today is that we have we have too many tools, too many plugins, too little time, too little confidence, and we just think that everybody's waiting for us to release something. Everybody's waiting for us to do. But look, I can speak by experience. You release a single, you release a song, or anything like that, and. Uh, uh, like release stuff, but don't get too hyped because chances are, if you're not already well-known popular, if you don't have a fan base or anything like that, you're going to put it up and then what? Then, then you have to move on. And just that, just knowing what it feels like to release something. And for 90% of musicians, for nobody to listen to it, it just, then you sort of let go of that song and just that feeling of going, okay, I know what it feels like to release a song and for no one to listen to it. Um, that makes you better. That just that little feeling makes you better because it's humbling first and foremost. You like, I'm going to make a whole podcast about not being fucking delusional. Um, actually releasing stuff and then seeing how little people actually give a shit. Why? Because it's normal. It's not that people hate you. Nobody, I mean, I'm sure there's somebody who hates me out there, but nobody hates you as an artist. It's just that they don't know you. They haven't discovered you yet. And there, there's a whole other thing you can do, a whole other set of things you can do, like start a podcast and a YouTube channel and fucking make videos every week to to try and, and become known and, and, and discoverable. But if you just make songs like that, chances are people are not going to listen to them. But that experience of promoting that song, putting it on CD Baby, knowing what it feels like to have your song actually in, in Apple Music or on Spotify and going like, holy fuck, I'm an artist. Look at this shit. And it just, just makes you that much better because you have that much more experience. Let's use another analogy. First, you know the photography one where I was saying if you don't never print your shots – like you'll never actually get better. You'll know, like imagine you print something fucking huge format. You look at it and you realize that it's out of focus. It was, it seemed okay on your viewfinder and on your, you know, your camera um, screen there. And it seemed okay on your laptop. But when you print it, you realize, oh, that's kind of fucked up, isn't it? Then you go, all right, let's, I'll just, I now I know. Or imagine in martial arts and you, like you never spar, right? I'm really into jujitsu now for some reason. I really want to start jujitsu. And and I've been looking at these videos and whatever, and I'm like, oh, what does it take, you know, and whatever. I'm really fucking scared of starting it. But, and you see all these guys, like the only way to progress and to get better is to, to spar. You can't get to, they call it rolling. You can't get better on your own, right? You can't get better just by practicing on your own. So maybe that argument works for, you know, start a band or something like that. But meaning the actual event itself, like jujitsu means fighting, right? I mean, the word doesn't mean fighting, but in jujitsu, you fight another person. And that's sort of the final thing. It's the thing that you have to do. You, you roll with someone. And just by then, most times you're going to tap out and you're going to fail. And by failing, you know what you did wrong. You know what you have to work on. You know what they did to submit you and make you tap. And that's how you get better. And then you do it again, do it again. You learn what uh, made you tap, what you made, made you stop and whatever. Eventually you get better. Eventually, fuck, look at that. Blue belt. Wow. So to go back to music, you release a single, release a song. You know what it feels like. Just that makes you better. And then you know what you could have done better to mix it, to, you know, to the song itself, how you played it, whatever, to promote it. And for the next one, now you know to do some things differently. So you're that much better then. And then maybe you did all the things I'm talking about that I'm currently doing, like a podcast, videos, whatever, presence, shows, you know, some people still play shows. And you do all these things and you have that much more of an audience waiting for the next single or the next album, whatever. So then you publish that. 
So now you know what it feels like to publish something when people are waiting for it. And then either people are fucking stoked about it or people actually hate it. So now you know what it feels like those situ I, I don't know what it feels like to publish something or to release something when people are looking for it. Nobody <laughs> ever waited for anything I made, but you know, I imagine it, it, all that experience sort of made you, uh, makes you uh, a better musician in itself. Anyway, I think I made my pro point across with that. Uh, releasing material is, is the ultimate, um, the ultimate sort of final thing you can do as a musician. Sure. You can tour the world, but let's be realistic. It's super, super easy to release music in this day and age. Going on tour is nearly fucking impossible. So I'm just saying release stuff, print your photos, get into jujitsu fights and release music, record it, release it. That's it. Okay. Whew. Fuck. That was a rant, man. Good job, Pat. Mm. But um, once you've done that, next point <clears throat> would be to, once you've done that, either um, you've released music or you're about to release music or maybe you've never done it and you don't care about doing it. I don't care. Uh, this next point is even more important and it's to make sure that you listen to criticism. And I might add, especially from non-musicians. Um, sure. Like if you're a technical drummer and whatever, and you know, your girlfriend doesn't play drums, she watches you and she goes, why do you play bare feet? Like, why do you do that? You shouldn't do that. That's fucking gross. Don't play bare feet. And then you could go like, yeah, but when I play bare feet, I feel, I feel the pedals better and I play better that way. But ew, don't fucking play barefoot. That's gross. And you're like, no, but you have to, oh, you don't fucking get it with my shoes. It, do, it just feels better when I'm, I don't fucking care. Don't play barefoot it's fucking gross i can see your fucking toenails from here ew you got bunions dude okay so not that what i mean <laughs> fucking stupid what i mean by that is uh especially for songwriters like if you um if you write music or if you write songs and you want to become better uh show non-musicians what you're making and don't be an asshole about it because i'm guilty of that sometimes but um it's really <sighs> Sorry about that, Jesus. <laughs> it's uh, it's really eye-opening, actually, to listen to criticism from non-musicians. Because when you think about it, most people who listen to music are not musicians. Most people aren't musicians. I mean, if you're in Dream Theater, or some kind of technical band or whatever, where like your fan, most of your fans are musician guys, fine. But if you're any kind of a, like a rock pop or, or, or R&B artist, whatever, urban contemporary, fuck that fucking genre, man, urban contemporary, that's just, that's so racist. Anyway, um, if you're any, if you're in any kind of, of songwriting endeavor, journey, whatever, show your audience your music and um, especially people who are close to you, who know you well, who maybe have heard you work or whatever, or who, who can kind of tell what you're trying to convey or whatever. It's really eye-opening. And I always hate doing it, but I do it often. And I've done it with Pam before time and time again. And I feel super self-conscious when I do it. Like I, I, I hate doing it, but she always has great fucking ideas every time I do it. She, and when I say don't be an asshole about it, like even though, you know, sometimes Pam says something that you're like, oh, 
If I use all my musical knowledge, that's not the right word that you used. And the proper word you should have used is actually this. No, it's like, try to understand what you, what they're trying to say. And then you're like, speak their language and go like, oh, fuck, I get it. Okay, I get it. And maybe, look, if the idea is shit and their feedback is shit, fine. It's okay. You just go, all right, thanks. And then you just dismiss it. But sometimes you'd be really surprised what kind of... Um, what kind of a perspe- like what kind of ideas or things non-musicians have to say because they have a whole different perspective on music. They have it, you know, they see music from a different point of view as non-musicians. As musicians, we tend to be over analytical sometimes or we always think about song form and arrangements and mixing and lyrics and all that stuff. Some, some people just fucking like the music because the beat's nice, you know? So in a, if you're making a song that has a bass drum, maybe they're like, ah, maybe the bass drum could be louder or a different sound. And then you're like, oh, fuck, but I crafted this sound from a vintage 808 that I fucking tweaked myself and Kanye West used the same sample. And, I, uh, and maybe it sounds like shit, so just take a fucking different sample. <laughs> and they might be right. Um, but yeah, it happens all the time with Pam. I'll make her, give her my headphones, make her listen to it demo and she's like yeah thing in the back there you know that that shaker yeah i uh, you shouldn't do that i not yet and then i'm like oh you're kind of right it sucks eh? okay or the, or worst thing i show her lyrics sometimes and she's like yeah that's fucking stupid i'm like what i worked so hard on this and then she's like nah it's nah you shouldn't do that and then i'm like okay yeah you're right it's kind of stupid um anyway Listen to feedback. Listening to feedback in itself is a good thing. As an artist, as, as anybody who does anything, you should always be open to feedback from anyone because no one is, what's the saying? Like, you, look, you're, no one, I really can't find it, but fucking take feedback from anyone, okay? Even if it's a five-year-old or a 65-year-old, an unexperienced person, somebody who has all the experience in the world, uh, Accept feedback, man. It's good. Accept criticism and opinions from other people. Take that into account, and it might be something that you ignore or it might be something you've never realized and that actually helps your craft. Um, and I added especially non-musicians because because they have this whole different perspective on music, and it really helps. Okay, here's another one. Uh, find better musicians. Just play with better people because that's like that's the top thing you can do. Play with better people than you. Uh, most important thing ever really eye-opening for me when I started playing with uh, Ricky and Julien like Ricky Lamotte and Julien holy fuck that was eye-opening because these those guys are monsters fucking great players and the second you I started playing I'm like okay here we go and like your chops have to be fucking on point and everything I was playing the drums back then but uh and you you see it like whenever it's really hard to explain you just have to sort of do it like if that's a possibility find people who are better than you Really fucking just slightly better. It's all you need, like better musicians and play with them. To use the same jujitsu analogy, if you, you know, you only get better by uh, by rolling with somebody who's better than you. I mean, you can probably learn something from a fellow white belt if you're a white belt, but like if you fucking spar against a blue belt, he knows more than you. He is better than you. It You know, it's known because his fucking belt's a different color. <laughs> so um, it's the only way to actually progress is to, you know, do something better. It's it's how mentorship in schools work and how apprenticeships work. You want to be a good tattoo artist? Chances are you're going to be an apprentice to somebody who's fucking better than you and they're going to teach you. Same thing with cooking, woodworking, any kind of crafting that has, you know, has a sort of an apprenticeship or um, a mentor, mentored relationship or anything like that. Music is the same. You know, it, wor- it works with teachers, but I... I said, you know, good teachers or whatever. I don't think teachers are necessarily the best thing. I think with music, you're better off playing with people. You're better off like 
finding a band and just because there are more people, it's like having several teachers that all have different things to show you, different things to, um, you know, that they've done, whatever that you'll see, you'll fucking get something from each and every one of them. And it's better than just paying for a private teacher, in my opinion, or worse, like in a class where chances are like the teacher's probably much better than you, but um, he may not have, or they may not have uh, uh, time to dedicate uh, to you personally. So private teachers are fine, but I think if you're in a band or you've played with people or whatever, uh, try to make sure that they're better than you because otherwise you will be, there's always a learning thing and it, you will be the teacher otherwise. And being the teacher, I'm sure is great. And I'm sure you can learn from being in that position, but you will learn much more by being the weakest link, by being the guy who sucks the most, by being, am I fucking doing that? You, you learn more by being the guy who's not the best and you sort of become the best by getting at their level. You always have something to shoot upwards to. Okay. Wow. <laughs> always have something to shoot upwards to. <laughs> That makes a whole lot of sense. Uh, all right. Um, the two last ones are motivational as fuck. Um, and it's just the kind of guy I am. Okay. Um, well, so the second to last one's going to be pretty fast because it's uh, pretty much what I was talking about earlier when I said that you need to understand what failure feels like. Um, but let's, let's talk about that some more. And I call that making failure your friend. I actually have a whole podcast episode called... I think it's called make, make failure your friend or something. Um, and look, if you look at my, uh, experience, for example, um, never sort of made it as a classical musician, right? Never wanted to, but never made it. I never made it as a professional drummer or anything like as a professional hired gun or anything. I don't play for anyone. And because I didn't really want to, but even if I tried, I probably never would have. Uh, more importantly, I never made it as a uh, front band in a band. Like, I never made it. I was in three bands, never made it, uh, and tried really hard. Maybe not hard enough, but I just never made it there. So I failed there again. Um, I'm certainly failing as a podcast host because fucking who listens to it? And then uh, I'm probably failing as a YouTuber too because I get like 50 views on my videos. But, but, I mean, I don't believe in this. Um, meaning that, yes, they could be considered failures, but I don't see them as failures. Making these now 23, 4 uh, podcasts uh, have given me a lot more experience. I know that I can say a lot of stupid shit in an hour, <laughs> but I know what it feels like to uh, record something, record content and put it out and get the feedback. And, and, you know, I just know what it feels like. So it goes back to uh, releasing material. I know what it feels like to make 85 YouTube videos and get barely any views. I know what that feels like, like what putting so much work into something and then just realizing that, oh, nobody really pays attention because you haven't been discovered yet. I know what that feels like, and that makes you better. Releasing albums, really working so, so hard for months and months, sometimes a year plus. You know, Horse Dog was that, and that's why I stopped after Horse Dog. I was like, fuck this, I'm done. I want to try something else because, like, I'm not a masochist where I'm like, I don't want to keep failing. I want to fucking do something that maybe is going to catch at some point, but... We worked pretty fucking hard on Horse Dog, and Horse Dog was, you know, in the back of my mind since 2015. And when in 2018 the album came out, uh, you know, we 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 fucked up, man. We played this show on a Thursday so late, this la album launch show. There was barely any people left in the venue, and I just felt like I was just like, holy fuck, what kind of stupid idea was this? Where we've worked so hard to make this album, we put it out. Some people listened to it for a while, and then it just went blah. And that's why. It, it, 
um, I talked about this in the in the horse dog episode a couple weeks back, but that's why I'm not going to release an album anytime soon. It's going to be singles, and then eventually, 